Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Nothing annoying you? Um, you know, this week I haven't been so annoyed. Actually, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay with life. Yeah. A podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Best Friends Talking. a new website called all you need to know about pregnancy.com yeah that's very exciting because i'm pregnant uh yes <laughs> and i wanted to uh collect a lot of birth stories because i think it's always interesting to read it when you're pregnant you just want to go online and you want to read everything about other people's birth stories because especially if it's your first time you might be scared you might wonder what's coming it's a big thing and I, I like it. I mean, I haven't got that many so far. So I would encourage anyone listening, if you want to share your birth story, you can find Best Friends Talking on Facebook. We have a Facebook now called Best Friends Talking. And you, if you find us there, you can just message us there. If you want to share your birth story, how you felt during your birth experience. I just got our friend Kaisa's four birth stories because she's Wow. given birth four times that's impressive but you know this i think this is an awesome idea and i think it's so beautiful that you you do this to collect these birth stories because it's really uh something very powerful also where uh the woman herself can share how was the experience for her you know and it is indeed so different and and from you know yeah if you have several children you know every every birth is is different you know and there's something very um, empowering and uh, sacred I find with with women starting to share how their experience actually is, because you know it's really like you say you wonder so much and and at one point you can't actually know how it will be, but by collecting these stories and sharing it, you know there's a way of of creating a uh, a community in a way and an understanding like can we talk about this, you know because I, I also thought, you know, before giving birth, you know, you kind of look for things or you hear, you know, people wanting to share their story with you, but then you're like, no, no, I don't want to hear it because it's like, I don't, I don't know, you know, what if I get scared or something, but if you have this collection, you know, it's like you can read into um, whatever you like. And it's actually more, a, uh, you know, um, a very personal experience that is being shared rather than you know, people giving you advice or giving you like, yeah, it's probably going to be like this or that, you know, it's just, just like sharing openly. How was it this kind of crazy experience of birthing another human being? Yes. And I think uh, the ones, the stories that I got, I think the th thing they have in common is that, that I find so nice when I read them is that they are all kind of dramatic in one way or the other, because there's hardly any birth is 100% smooth sailing and then but towards the end they're like oh well it's even if I had this and this complications and some of them were pretty 
bad, I thought. And I was like, oh, God, this poor woman, what she had to go through. And then they're so positive at the end. They're like, but I think it was a good birth. And I think that's what happens when you give birth a lot of the times. You feel like in the end, it's all worth it anyway. But then I want to mention, because I have heard some birth stories on other podcasts. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that for the woman. Sometimes I heard about this woman and she actually got diagnosed with PTSD after her birth because she got anxiety attacks, you know, just sitting on the bus and driving past the hospital where she gave birth. Yeah. She just, the sight of the hospital made her go into panic mode because her birth was really traumatic. She, I don't know, like she didn't tell all the details, but she felt like she might die because she was throwing up and she couldn't breathe. All these things happened to her that was really, really traumatic. So even though she was, of course, happy to have the baby and everything, this was actually a traumatic experience for her and she needed counseling Mm -hmm. to get through it. And I think that's also worth mentioning because even if you don't want to scare people, of course, because you you really don't want to scare people more than necessary because I think people are scared enough already. But it's good if you feel like something like that happens to you And you sit there afterwards and you think, I don't actually look back with a smile. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that you're not alone and it can be fixed. You can get helped. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so good that you say this because, I mean, in general, I mean, obviously I'm pro getting counseling and (laughs) and treatment, you know, uh, or, you know, help, uh, talk therapy. Otherwise you would be out of a job. Yeah, so I'm a bit biased, but, you know, I, I also know this for myself, you know, and I think it's some way of this, you know, society that we, we need to be more open. But, you know, I love that you say this because, of course, the birthing experience in itself can be traumatic or there can be things afterwards. Um, so the whole, you know, when you birth a child, you're also being birthed into your motherhood, you know, and, and the whole matrescence, you know, the changing point of of this new uh, role and existence of identities happening in our society, we talk more about it. But but I think it really should be a, a way where we can really allow for for uh, to say to women like, hey, you're gonna go through a lot of different things. It's okay. Ask for help and support. You know, it's normal. I think it's still it's important to remind people because, like, especially the first time mothers, if you feel something isn't right, you're feeling down. It's very hard to share this with, for example, yeah. your partner because he might not feel the same way, and it it feels wrong to be sad when you're in this situation because you should be happy. You feel like you should be happy because it's such a lucky situation, and then if you feel the opposite of happy, then you feel guilty and ungrateful. You can actually have both. You can actually feel both because you have this, you know, the hormone of oxytocin is, is released when you when you have the baby. So you can have both this kind of feeling of loveliness and blissfulness uh, when you're in contact with your child or, you know, it's to some extent, you know, it's not necessarily that you're totally in love with your baby, but you could just have this feeling of goodness. But at the same time, uh, there are a lot of other hormones and how your nervous system is kind of putting you in this activation mode of of sympathicus, you know, where you're to be alert and, you know, and make sure your child is staying alive and all this, you know, and that's, that's together with the sleep deprivation and, um, you know, the changes in your body, physiology and, and with the brain, also a lot of changes happening. So you can have both. And that's also, you know, being stretched in that tension between 
feeling so good and like yeah we have a baby and how wonderful is that and then at the same time you feel <laughs> drained or exhausted i feel that's a very good uh, description of how it is to have small children because i can go through one day and have so many different emotions like in one second i feel like oh i can't take this anymore because it's so much <laughs> he's like yeah. nagging or screaming or just like, right now for example he's in this phase where he doesn't want to do anything i tell him because he's two and a half and that's when they discover they can actually say no to things it's very good that they go through this phase and it's very important and necessary and everything it's still a lot of work for the parent because then you have to convince them to do anything like put on their clothes every time they're going to put on their clothes and that's a lot of times during the day maria i can remember <laughs> a certain someone being kind of reluctant about putting on clothes <laughs> that your parents told you to isn't that true My mom told me that I was a pretty easy child, except for this one thing that I didn't want to put clothes on. And I had this throughout my childhood. So maybe he's just got it from me and it's going to get worse and worse. And great. It's my fault. It's my genes. It's like you're a really good child, but there's just one thing. And there's just one thing is that you don't want to wear any clothes. You just want to go naked. give here one hot tip for everyone but of course for for all the mamas and papas out there it's like when we have these strong emotions is that how to not take it so seriously you know of course you know listen to it and know that it's there and give it attention and be aware of it but then on the other hand you know more notice the intensity and the charge of it allow it some space but not take it so seriously in the sense of don't let it overwhelm you you know don't let it define who you are in that time just be more like okay name it like okay there is this feeling of you know negativity or or exhaustion or feeling of sadness or anger or irritation you know so you're sort of talking about separating separating the feeling that you feel from yourself yeah in a way or just acknowledging its presence because i think that's what is some of the hardest things that we do you know we try and sort of scoop it away or take it away already when we just sense its you know mere presence but allowing it some attention uh, and then naming it as a feeling okay this is the feeling of or this is uh, you know same as we do with with our thoughts you know we can say okay i'm thinking very negatively right now or i'm thinking about a uh, lot of stuff for the future being worried about it so it's more like um yeah separating it from that it's just a part of you it's not the whole of you you know wants to share their birth story i would be very thankful because i want to collect as many as possible yes and i want to read them so please guys share share can you say again where, where they can share it on the facebook yeah if they find or? us on facebook i think it's easiest we are now on facebook and we're called best friends talking and they can just send us a message there and you can either be anonymous just make up a name or 
you can send a picture with you and your baby and just your first name and where you're from and then share that. So, hey, how are you feeling currently then? Well, I'm still pregnant, which is good, of course, uh, because now it's, but it's 12 weeks left, 12 weeks. And wow. that's too long for me because now I'm feeling really kind of over this preg being pregnant thing already. And 12 weeks is a long time to kind of just wait. If it was two weeks, then it would be fine, but it's like 12 weeks. So I tried to write down some tips for me and others how to survive the third trimester. Want to hear them? I would love to hear them. Tell me. Okay. It's five tips. Number one, chocolate. <laughs> awesome. Which type of chocolate do you prefer or recommend? I mean, there are so many chocolates. Uh, it's very hard to choose one. I, If I was in Norway, I would have... I think the Norwegian chocolate is definitely the best in the world. And there are so many good ones in Norway. I mean, I can't even begin to talk about it. But here, in, it's not that easy to find good ones. But, I mean, M&M's is a classic. And then you have, like, Snickers. I, I, I like the classics, I guess. So, actually, what, what you wish for is, like, chocolate from uh, Freya or Nidad Baria. Yes, I, I like... Uh... Milk chocolate. No, I don't like the normal milk chocolate that classical one because I think that's too much chocolate I like chocolate with something like troika or mandelstang fieldclover is very good that's chocolate with nuts they have that here as well yeah. something similar so yeah and of course mm -hmm. I don't encourage people to eat too much chocolate because it's unhealthy you can get diabetes during the pregnancy <laughs> the first tip is like chocolate <laughs> but just a tiny amount yeah and the second tip is regarding how to dress because i have to say dressing as a pregnant person it's no fun it? uh, no in the beginning when you have a cute little bump and nothing else has changed then it's very fun because it's like oh i'm pregnant i can show everyone walking around and some people yeah and some people i see on instagram obviously for them it's it's great because they can just you know walk around looking like Meghan Markle did during her pregnancy. If you don't, if if that doesn't happen to you, <laughs> if for some reason you you also put on weight on other parts of your body than just the bump, and even if it's just the Which, bump, that makes it hard because it's in the way for everything. Most people do put on weight other places than just belly, especially towards the last trimester, and it's supposed to happen because it's kind of, you know, you need extra on your thighs and your excuse me ass because to carry this whole big belly right you know everything as it should be but I get you I mean I was in both my last trimester I was like yeah I'm not gonna you know buy any new clothes or anything like that I thought you know it, you know you don't want to invest money in that but then what happens is that you think like this belly cannot get any bigger I cannot get any bigger but hey it gets so huge and it just feel like like Yeah, and then I actually, my recommendation is please go ahead and buy yourself a couple of new um, items to wear so that you feel good. Yeah, that's my tip is to have either two or three or even four, but for me it's like two or three is probably enough outfits. You can go ahead and buy them or put them together of your existing clothes, whatever, but you need two or three go-to outfits and then you can basically just take the rest of your clothes and pack it away because you don't need to be create don't waste time trying to be creative and stylish and fashionable just use those clothes then you're done with it because it's so hard to find something nice that you feel good in so if you have like put together a few outfits that you feel comfortable in and also look okay in, then 
you can just go for them over and over and just wash them. Yeah. And you can burn them when yeah. you're finished with the pregnancy. You just give them. <laughs> burn them. Maybe not burn them. It's not very environmentally friendly. You can give them to someone else. Pass it along to someone else that's pregnant. I got a lot of pregnancy clothes from one of my friends here. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I remember there was like this passing bag of, of clothing, which I thought was kind of beautiful, you know, that you could, you could support each other like that. You of know? course. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, treat no uh, tips number three is to treat yourself. By that, I mean anything that you like to do. For example, especially if this is your first baby, there are a few things you should do, like treasure the time. If you like to go to the cinema, maybe alone or with your husband, do things like that. And Or do you want to go see a musical? Do you want to go for a little trip? Do you want to do something nice for yourself? Because you will have less time to do these things once the baby arrives. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I did with all my time before, honestly. So I thought, you know, I, I was biological pretty late having having the first baby i was 30 but obviously from from our um this this time of ours you know this is this is the the onset or the debut average debut age of of, uh, of women having babies the firstborns but uh, i actually came to a point where i thought you know i was so bored with being so concerned with myself and my own stuff so i think it was just kind of a you know it, cognitive expression of you know the biological <laughs> over maturity of having a, a an offspring you know I remember I was thinking that before having a child and then with the first one of course yeah you get more busy but you know you're you're into your child and you're doing all this stuff but you still have some time slots here and there you know and you try and fit in some time with your spouse but then when you have the second child yeah that kind of the intensity goes up even more you know in the sense of less time for yourself and I think you know if you're just aware of it like you say also and treat yourself or be clear about your boundaries or what you need express it to your partner that can help you so that lead me to my uh, point number four remind people around you that you are doing a big job so they treat you like the pregnant queen that you are oh yeah because you are actually making a baby so they used to t say that i used to go to pregnancy yoga i mean she always said remember when you are pregnant You're always doing something. You're never doing nothing yeah. because you're creating That's a baby so inside you. So if the people around you forget it, because it's easy to forget, especially if you're like a person who's got a lot of energy and you're busy with your job. And especially if you have another kid, I think, because then everyone forgets kind of that you're pregnant yourself also. Yeah. But just remind them, you know, I'm actually pregnant. No, I can't run. No, I can't yeah. go and fetch things because I'm pregnant. I'm sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> you go fetch it for me. Yeah, but this, I think that's awesome, you know, reminding yourself also about... Yeah, reminding yourself because it's easy to forget, especially if you have a busy life. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to take a little nap. Yeah. And then to my last point, be thankful for your own mom. Oh, yeah. Because that's something that I've been become more thankful for my own mom after I got a child because then I think wow it's so much work imagine all those things she did for us and you don't really appreciate it when you're growing up in the same way you just take it for granted which you should yeah but still yeah it makes you reflect on all the things she had to go through absolutely hey can you give me one example of a, of a thing that popped on in your mind right now that she did it's the feeling of always being wanted and always being loved Now, she was really great, and, and I remember, because we did a lot of sleepovers, and, you know, she always made that big breakfast table, you know, which was always, you know, so abundant with, with stuff, and it was always so cozy, you know, she made sure it was so cozy, and 
a lot of people save everything, but she just took out everything every day, yeah. <laughs> like all the nicest things. Yeah, so she's like really generous, both in her energy and the way she would kind of set up the, the house for you or the room or, yeah, beautiful. Can you just summarize those five tips again? How to get through, How the, last to get through the last trimester of pregnancy, which we all know when you start collecting water in your legs, this is not a fun time. Number one, chocolate. Treat yourself in small amounts here and there. It can really help your mood. Number two, have two or three go-to outfits. Don't bother to be creative. Just go with the ones you feel comfy in and look okay in. Three, treat yourself. Four, remind people around you that you are doing a big job so they treat you like the queen you are. Five, be thankful for your own mom. This is so good. Well, anyone out there who's suffering the same fate as me, be strong. Hold on. But you know it's going to be so good afterwards. And if you use your five tips for the last trimester, it's going to be so awesome. And then when the baby is born or all the birth stories, please send them to us because we really want to have them up on the website. Can you say the website again? All you need to know about pregnancy.com. So good. Such a great initiative. Yes, I hope it goes well and I can collect many, many stories. Now, for now, well, toodles. Toodles. <laughs>